Park Flyer Podcast, Episode 2, Glue. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, Episode 2. Today we're discussing glue. I'm Michael. Hey, and I'm Jay, and I'm going to tell you about um, some of the pluses and minuses of the types of glues and materials that you're going to use for all your building in the sport. So Mike, um, just starting off with, um, what's your favorite glue that you use 90% of the time? Gorilla glue. The white Gorilla glue, man. That stuff is awesome. I love that stuff. I think I, I think I said in the last podcast we buy it by the case. No, absolutely, and and the, and I think one of the reasons why is because you can use it with almost any type of material, whether it be wood, plastic, metal, EPP, our favorite, you know, bounce back uh, foam, um, uh, EPS, EPO. It, it just really doesn't matter. I, I I can't think of anything that that it doesn't work with. Uh, it won't, uh, you know, don't use it on your plumbing pipes. Cause I don't think it'll hold the copper together, but uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So metal, I'll, I'll, I'll second that metal to metal. It's very weak. I mean, you can use it and it will kind of work, but it's not as good as if you like using epoxy or something like that. Well, so that, so that you understand how strong this thing is. I, I built some planters for my wife. They're above ground planters and they use big cinder blocks, the big 24 by 18 cinder blocks. I literally, instead of putting mace, uh, what do they call that, mason stuff, the uh, grout or... Yeah, the it's masonry, uh, it's a masonry glue that comes in the big long tubes that you have to click out, you know, clack, 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 clack. Oh, yeah, that's like liquid nails. Yeah, I didn't liquid, use liquid, like liquid nails, nails but yeah. uh, what's the mortar? Mortar is what I was looking for. The, the mortar, I didn't use mortar between it. I actually just took some Gorilla Glue and I wet, I, I, I basically sprayed off all of the... Um, all of the the, uh, the blocks, and then I just put a line of Gorilla Glue through it and set them on top of each other. And you need a crane to move those things. So I, it, now, it's very I have to strong. Admit, I was I was really amazed when you told me about that story. I, I almost didn't believe you. Yeah. Well, you've seen it now. I mean, oh it's, yeah, uh, no, it's it, amazing. You it, walk it, over there yeah. and try to get it come apart. You, you, need, a, you need a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that too. I have that ability. <laughs> sledgehammer the thing apart. Uh, my other favorite glue is CA, obviously. Um, of course, you want to buy foam-safe CA if you're dealing with foam. Uh, you don't want to buy the regular stuff. I've, I've burned through one or two uh, projects with the wrong CA glue. So that's partially true, Mike. I mean, um, you can use regular CA for the newer, the planes, the newer planes now, meaning the EPO-type uh, planes. You can yeah, use EPO, CA. it'll work on EPO. Comma. <laughs> I, I will say to you that you are correct with your first statement that by buying um, FoamSafe CA, you don't have to worry about gluing something together and then turning around looking at your model and watching it melt. Yes. Turn it to a pile of glue. I mean, not glue, I meant goo. Um, <laughs> Some gooey, foamy product. <laughs> right. And so here's the problem. So you buy a model. Maybe it's a UMX model from eFlight, um, and even some of something that says EPO on it. And guess what? Maybe 90% of 
the uh, of the plane is, has that material that we're talking about, this EPO material. And then the other 10% for the trimming edges or for a lighter part, maybe made out of Depron or some other EPS type material. And you will melt that plane. <laughs> It'll be just like that Wicked Witch from the West. It's yes. Bad. So, yeah. It's pretty, It's it heats up too. I mean, the, that's really what causes it, that uh, that reaction of uh, the, you know, the foam and the glue and, and the kicker that we use. And, and it, it's a chemical reaction to melt, melt the, glue, the foams together. But it'll create a lot of heat, and the heat does not work very well with, uh, with any kind of foam. Absolutely. Now, for my, my particular favorite, I, once again, I have to second you on the Gorilla Glue. I would say I use it 90% of the time. But my newest glue that I've fallen in love with, stuff called Quick Rip. What is Quick Rip, you may ask? Well, it's made by a company named Beacons, and um, it is used for uh, assembling planes that are made from EPP. And now they sell they sell a foam foam tack as well, correct? Yes, they do. They have they have a whole family of glues, and ask your wife about it. Um, she will know if you say, hey, do you have any products for beacons? I bet you she'll probably say yes. If she does any kind of craft stuff. It is a yeah, she, uses, she uses a fabric tack, which right. which basically puts two pieces of fabric together. But I, I've tried that on my uh, foam, and it, it's not a good sight. It, it does melt. The, the fabric tack does not work as well as the right. foam tack. fabric tack does not. But what I was getting at was that beacons has a whole family of glues, from right. craft stuff to hobby stuff. And it's just wonderful. And like I said, this stuff, um, it's, uh, it's an alternative to using welder's glue um, for assembling EPP planes. And the problem with welder's is that um, it, welder's is a contact cement. Um, after a while, it kind of turns a little yellow. And, um, and you sometimes have to be careful that when you bond the pieces together, and if you didn't put, you know, after you let them dry and then bond them together, well, they're stuck together forever. And if you're not, if you don't get them together right, it's not like you can pull them apart and then put them back together again. That's the, you know, that's kind of the bad thing about uh, welders. You mean um, after the glue, after the glue dries? Right. You know, well, basically, the way like I said, welders is a contact cement. So basically, the way it works is you have part A, part B. You put some welders on part A, you put some part, you know, on part B. You let them get tacky or almost dry for anywhere from three to five minutes or so, and then you stick them together, and then they're stuck. Now, do you let them dry out, or do you like when I do it? I I touch the two together and until the glue gets kind of stringy. Right. It depends on the application, right? So uh, I see. And and for our listeners out there, what does he mean by that? Um, if you have if you have a large surface that you're going to stick together, well, the way contact cements are usually used, you spread it out in one, you spread it out in the other, you let them tack up. You line them up, and then you stick them together, and they're permanently stuck. If you have a smaller, like a smaller joint or a smaller thing, you can get it all wet. Put it in, like, let's say you have a, um, a carbon like a hinge, rod, a hinge or a carbon a rod, yeah. and you're trying to stick it in. You know, you're trying to stick it in the hole. You get you get some of the welders on it, stick it in there a couple of times. You you pull it in and out, or pull it apart, and you'll see these little strings where it's getting tacky, and the molecules are kind of getting all lined up in their strings. And um, once you see that, then you can stick together, and then you can put it aside and let it dry out. And that's, like that's, that's fine, too. That it can 
better that way. Um, well, this quick grip stuff that I have, the nice part about that, it, it takes approximately 10 minutes for the stuff to set up and kind of harden up. So you have time to move your pieces around. It's a little bit more flexible than the welder's glue. It dries perfectly clear and it doesn't yellow with age. So I kind of like it in that aspect. Is it brittle at all? No, not at all. The, both these, so it still stretches, I mean, after you it apply it. It does. And both these glues are, once again, uh, EPP is like, like a Nerf ball. So you can compress the stuff, it bounces, and all that kind of stuff. Now, with EPP, you can use CA. You can use our favorite Gorilla Glue with it, and they'll all work. You can even use epoxy with it, and they'll all work. But um, since a, it, this has a stretchy, bouncy nature, CA is a very brittle glue. It, it likes being very rigid. So putting it on, on something that likes to stretch and bounce and move, it doesn't work too good. The um, Gorilla Glue works very well and adheres to it very well. But, uh, and it has some, just a little bit of stretch to it. But I usually, you usually use it in the effect of you want it to expand. Let's say you have, um, you, let's say you tear the EPP and you try to put it back together, but it doesn't fit together perfectly. There's some bits and pieces missing. Well, by putting the EPP glue in there, it expands and foams out. So you can kind of press it together. The glue will fill in all those places where the, it, the pieces are missing. And then you can right. just take a razor knife and then smooth it all out, cut the pieces off till it goes back to that shape and you're good to go. You know, the rest of it will still move and, sh- you know, will all move and compress where the EPP will still be rigid. I mean, where the uh, Gorilla Glue will still be rigid. So it works. I, I, use it, I use it a lot for the, for the spars, you know, like the carbon fiber spar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll put it down in the hole and then I'll push the carbon fiber down. And then I'll take like blue painter's tape and paint over the top or, you know, just put a big line across the top. And then that way, when it's foaming, it, it's a little bit flatter on top. Now, you have a different technique than I. I, I. I didn't have to do this where I live. But after seeing your technique where you live, right? I didn't understand just how well that works. So why don't you tell the folks a little bit about that, Mike? Well, sure. I mean, I obviously, I live in Arizona, and it's very dry here. And the the Gorilla Glue requires moisture in order to, to react. And so... <laughs> Jay, unfortunately, was down here for our electric festival, and, and he was helping a guy trying to put his airplane back together, and he was using this Gorilla Glue and had had it everywhere. It was hilarious. But uh, finally, after not really paying attention to what was going on, I finally kind of got into the whole, what are you doing over here with all this glue stuck everywhere? And, and uh, so the technique that I use is I, I take a, a little bowl, you know, just a, you know, like one of those what do they call those bowls that you have? For or like a little you know, Dixie a, cup or something. Yeah, like a Dixie cup or whatever. And I, I put Gorilla Glue in there. And then I'll take uh, a toothpick or a, a Popsicle stick, and I'll get the Popsicle stick wet. Uh, I'll put a couple of drops of water in there. I'll stir it up and give it a couple of seconds, and it'll start to foam. And the more water you put in there, the more foam you're going to get. And if you put too much in there, it's not going to work. It'll harden way too fast. Uh, but if you just put a, a couple of drops in there, uh, the moisture, it starts kind of foaming. And then I just use the popsicle stick like a paintbrush and I, you know, paint the, the surfaces and then it'll continue to foam. But the good news is, is that now that it's foaming, when you stick the two parts together, it works. It's very similar to the quick grip that you were talking about. It becomes more like a contact cement 
uh, and now it blends together. Uh, and then you can kind of scrape off the, you know, the access before it really hardens. So, so to give you folks an idea of how long this takes, so this guy's plane that I was putting back together for him, I had put some, you know, major parts together, and I'm. It was like an hour later, and this, the the glue wasn't foaming up. It wasn't tacky. It wasn't doing anything, and it was just running everywhere with the heat and everything, just all over, sticking, <laughs> making everything else all sticky. Yeah, that was funny because your hands were sticky. Everything you touched stuck to your hands. Exactly. It so it was like having a like eating a honey bun and trying to put your plane together, you know. So um, so Mike comes over, you know, spurt, spurt, spurt with some water, you know. He was like uh, anointing somebody, you know. He's spritz, spritz on your plane. <laughs> and um, the stuff was, it was reacting, hardening up, and the plane was ready to go in less than half an hour. And I'm like, or 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Now, why was there a difference as opposed to when I use uh, a Gorilla Glue here in Alaska? Well, here in Alaska, we have a lot of moisture in the air, and the, the glue can react with the moisture in the air. And so it does what it's supposed to do in, you know, within that half an hour's time or hour's time. And that's what I'm used to here. But going to a totally different climate, oh, threw me for a loop. I, I had no idea by living in I, I, I think anywhere in the U.S. that has moisture, whether you're, you know, southeast or, or northeast, it's going to work fine. Uh, probably Arizona, Nevada, um, maybe Colorado. It's, uh, it's kind of dry in Colorado in some areas. So. Well, well, this brings up another good point, and that is with – Another part of this hobby is, is don't be afraid to experiment. You know, some of these tips and hints and things that we're telling you on how to do something, you know, it's not in concrete, just like this glue, like we're telling you. What? Well, it's not, yeah. What are you I, talking about, dude? We are, we're supposed to be experts at this, man. Don't tell I know, me I know. <laughs> I know. Well we, well, we are experts, but what I'm telling them is you may live in a hot, dry, arid place or you may live in a damp cold place like where i live and the glues or the things that we're telling you will have different effects depending on where what, you are what you're telling them is i have a big box of experimental foam uh <laughs> you know pieces that i've glued together with various glues yeah <laughs> i told you to do that <laughs> i know right so um and, and it's kind of funny uh it's just like we we're uh, we talked about uh Using epoxy. So Mike and I were discussing on using epoxy and using um, uh, uh, fiberglass and, you know, epoxying things. And for me, you know, using epoxy, not to say it's a pain, but, um, you know, it can take it can take a, a while for that stuff to set up. And the reason being is that it's typically 55 degrees here all the time, you know, depending on the year. I mean, it's typically a little 50, chilly, 55 degrees here. On the, on the is average. that Fahrenheit or Fahrenheit. that's Fahrenheit, right? Okay. Um, as opposed well, it's to 55 degrees Celsius here, so <laughs> hey, we're about 55 degrees. Here. So um, you know, where you're, what's the mean average down there? Like 80, 85 degrees. 80. Okay. Yeah. So epoxy loves heat. It loves warm weather, and so it, you're gonna have two different effects on how long it takes to do something. So I told Mike, oh yeah, lay out your your cloth and put the epoxy on and blah, 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 look at a ham sandwich, take your time. And next thing he's like, I did what you said. And I got this hard, rocky mass that's just sitting in the kitchen. What, <laughs> what the heck? And I go, Oh, it, it, um, it must've cooked off, uh, that qu much quicker where you live because it's so warm. Wow. Well, it, it cooked me off too. Cause epoxy and I don't get along very well at all. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, so another little safety tip or a little uh, health hazard. Um, I didn't know, uh, once again, uh, basically because of you, that people have different reactions to glues. Absolutely. I had no idea that there was not an allergy, but I mean, you, you have, what, what do you want? To it's a reaction. It's a reaction. Yeah, I do you have, have a reaction. Yeah, you have a reaction to, to epoxy. And I had to the fumes, actually, the fumes, not the actual glue itself, but the fumes. Yeah, I had no idea that that those things could happen. Um, so once again, you know, if you want to wear gloves, go ahead and wear gloves. Um, I've heard of people having reactions to the CA glue. You know, once again, my buddy here with the epoxy. Um, I haven't heard of anybody reacting to uh, the gorilla type glues. But. You know, it could happen. Yeah, the only reaction I get to that is I, I usually wind up gluing myself to something. Yeah, <laughs> that's of course that's with every glue I think, and I, I, I've you know over time I've gotten better at it, but I I think I've glued myself to pretty much every surface. I, I will tell you one glue that you haven't glued yourself together with. What's that? I, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> you haven't glued yourself. I, ha I have. Now you've burned, I glued my two fingers you, accidentally. You've burned yourself. Of, you've gotten second oh to three burns with it, but you have not. <laughs> you, have not you have not glued <laughs> yourself to the table with that stuff. That's true. Okay, I, I got your point there. You're right. <laughs> That's a whole other. Yeah. That, whole other okay, okay. So that, that brings up another point What's though, that? because uh, you know hot glue is is very common uh, in a lot of projects. And I know that uh, anybody that builds or does any building with um, with a foam board uses hot glue. Uh, in your neck of the woods, that in your neck of the woods, that works great. Most of the United States work great. Here in Phoenix, not so great. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, because hot glue is exactly that. It it's soft in in warm weather, and you, know, you go out during the summertime here at 113 degrees and. You get about 30 seconds of flight and your glue starts falling apart because it's, it's all melting and getting soft and your plane's not reacting very well. I, My bat wing didn't do too well no, because did, of the hot glue. Didn't. You know, and, and that brings up another good point. You know, that's, it's so funny for us talking back and forth to each other because we live in such diverse places that, uh, you know, I don't realize that you can't leave your planes in your car where you live. You know, oh, yeah, I, I would be, give it a second thought. And it's the same thing, like you said, with the hot glue. You know, you hot glue something all together, you go out and fly, and next thing you know, your plane's disintegrating in the air. <laughs> you know, or you leave it on the side. Makes for an exciting flight, though. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing with, uh, like, if your plane's, uh, well, take, like, the black, the bat wing you were just talking about being dark colors. Right. you got to really watch that down there. Yeah. Well, and the, the hot glue is really heavy as well. So, I mean, you, if you're making something that uh, that doesn't require a lot of, you don't want it to be a lot of weight, then you shouldn't use hot glue because the more hot glue, you know, use three or four or five of those sticks, the hot glue sticks, and it's very easy to do. You're pushing on that thing or pulling the trigger and all that glue comes out of there. Uh, but it, it weighs a lot. I mean, it really does. Uh, when you're trying to build, you know, save ounces on a foam airplane or blue core or, um, you know, all that all that glue in there could, could weigh a lot more than you really want it to and it's going to affect you the performance of the aircraft it, it can it can i i have a couple of good friends up here who uh you know they believe uh you know they don't believe in less and less is more you know it's more is more <laughs> so they would they would they would go yeah i i fi they would go i'm fixing my plane i'm gonna use some hot glue i go yeah that, that's that's great for using a, a quick quick fix on something and they'd go i come back and they'd say oh i fixed the plane and i go okay yeah but i i used i used a whole bag of uh, <laughs> a whole bag i go 
a whole bag. Yeah, I almost used I used a bag and a half. I go bag and like a stick and a half, right? And they go, no, 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 a bag and a half. <laughs> I mean, well, like that's twenty sticks or something, right? And they're like, yeah, there was. Uh, I think there are fifty to a bag. <laughs> I think really, <laughs> it's like two pounds of hot glue oh, on your my gosh. on your fifty ounce airplane. Plane was fixed all right. I tell you. Oh yeah. I mean, that thing was indestructible. It was indestructible. It's pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> I, I will say, at least for us, I don't use too much hot glue. Just, I hardly use it at all. I think, I think it's just because of the era of when we were building planes and such that it was too heavy for the systems that we had during that time. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, we were, like, we were flying with little IPS motors. Uh, by a company called GWS, so they were all DC brushed motor motors. And they didn't have a lot of thrust. They didn't have a lot of power. They had to be geared systems. Or <laughs> they didn't have a whole lot of anything. No. Actually. And so using hot glue, you couldn't use too much hot glue on anything. So it all had to be CA glued together, or you know, uh, gorilla glue, epoxy. Epoxy. Well, I, I definitely think they've come out with a lot more glues today than than what we had back then, but. Because I, I, you know, epoxy you can use on pretty much anything. Yes, I, I do work with epoxy, but I have to wear like a mask and gloves and uh, goggles because the fumes just uh, they cause a reaction that's it's crazy. My wife can instantly tell when I've been in the epoxy room because she'll come out and, hey, you must have been working with epoxy. Your eyeballs are you know big, <laughs> big red. And they're all swollen. You know, I'm looking at her like, what are you talking about? You know, my face is all swollen up. Uh, so the reaction's more from the, you know, the fume base than, than actually touching the glue. I don't get any reaction when I touch epoxy, but, uh, thank goodness for alcohol and, uh, you know, rubbing alcohol cause it'll take some of that stuff off. So. Now you, uh, a couple of things, like I said, for, for most, most construction methods that you use epoxy nowadays, like I said, you can get away with most of them with, uh, Gorilla Glue. True, that's And true. so now the, the uses of epoxy that, that you've been getting into recently have been more for finishing the plane. But you found some alternatives to that. I, yeah, you know what I did? I, um, having a, you know, kind of adverse effect with, with doing epoxy, um, I actually moved to a Minwax. It's a polyurethane coating. You can buy it at any, you know, home store, Ace or Home Depot, Lowe's or whatever. But it's in a little blue can, and, and I got a, about a quart of that stuff. And then I buy a real fine, I think it's 0.18 um, mesh fiberglass cloth. And believe it or not, you can uh, lay the cloth, cut it. You know, if you're going to, like, reinforce foam or, or wood or whatever, you can, you can reinforce it by laying this cloth out and then just using this water-based Minwax. And I've really started liking it because, um, you know, there's several guys out there that'll show you how to do it, but in a couple of YouTube videos, thank goodness. But uh, you can get talcum powder, uh, add it to the Minwax. You can paint that on with a, just a regular chip brush or, or one of those foam brushes. Uh, let it dry. And it actually gives you a hardened surface that you can sand uh, and paint with pretty much anything, and uh, which gives you a lot more choices. You can... You can use your rattle can spray paint, or you can you know go get something matched and uh, water based and put it on there. But uh, and, that, and that's the big thing to make sure you get the Minwax that's water based, not the oil based. Yes, the yeah, the oil based could do some serious damage to your foam if you're actually working with foam. 
and it doesn't it doesn't dry very well. And and the best part is is that the uh, with the water base the cleanup is a snap. Uh, it is a snap because I just throw it right in the in my little wash basin uh, sink there and wash it all off. So, and it dries real well, and it cleans up. Uh, you know, if I spill epoxy on the table, I actually have a space that I do that I work with epoxy. It's a glass table. Uh, for some reason, glass is better than any other type of surface because if I drop the epoxy on there, I can usually take a razor blade and scrape the epoxy off the glass. It doesn't really stick very well to the glass. Uh, however, I will tell you that I have dropped epoxy on my wife's countertop. Yeah. yeah as, so, tell me, so how does it work on it on granite? <laughs> here's like nobody's business. not very well <laughs> yes it adheres to the granite yeah. and hopefully your wife doesn't come in and set a glass on top of the epoxy drop because now you have a permanently attached glass to the uh granite which right. let me tell you goes over like uh, and, and we already know that gorilla glue sticks really well to you know rocks and cinder blocks and such so correct it, it's yes, equally as bad yeah, that's equally as bad. So, yeah, I would always use uh, the brown paper or newspaper or some cardboard or something when you're gluing it. Uh, trust me, coming from someone who's, like I said, glued myself to almost every surface and, <laughs> you know, and almost gotten, had to sleep in the doghouse once or twice because my wife came in there just about irate, you know, that I glued her countertop, uh, you know, glued a glass to her countertop or whatever the you case was. You're happy when we, when we get together and we're having a build session for like three days. No. And then you know, no, no, no. taking over your room, the, the kitchen, and we moved outside to the glass table. Just have this long chain of destruction. I love her look when she comes in and sees that we're building. She just shakes her head and she's like, oh, and just <laughs> turns on and walks off. I'm like, good thing I have a television in the bedroom because she'll just go in there for days. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the building phase is, it's actually really fun. I, I enjoy it, but uh, it is definitely um, uh, challenging. You know, to, to be able to, to use the right type of glue. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I'll tell you what, the, the CA glue, you know, I mentioned before in a podcast that uh, I glued my uh, myself together. But uh, I actually was using CA glue for a project one time, and, and the, I went to go squeeze it. Of course, you know, naturally the CA glue kind of hardens in the little tip, and I, I had to, my little hobby knife trying to get it out. and uh, And I actually stuck the hobby knife down in there. You can see where this is going. I stuck the hobby knife down in the in the um, in the spout because I was thinking, oh, you know, it'll it'll just kind of break up that little uh, hardened area in there. But what I didn't realize is that when I put the hobby knife down in there, it it punctured the side of the of the spout. So as I go to start, you know, getting the droplet to come out the top, it's actually spewing uh, out the side of. And, the, and I'm going to take it. It wasn't you know, thick CA. Probably nice. No, 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 no. Thin yeah. CA, right? Well, the thick, the thick, the, the thick CA does not uh, harden as quickly. The thin CA, for some reason, just gets caught in there, and I don't know if it's because of the, the way I, you know, I'm trying to get just a drop, and I may touch the tip to the hardener or whatever. But because I, sometimes I'll spray the the kicker on one side, and then I'll, you know, kind of touch the, maybe draw a line that way that it, it kind of hardens as I'm drawing it. But uh, yeah. Anyway, to make a long story short, it, it was it went all over my fingers, and I don't know why. That when you glue your model, the stuff doesn't seem to dry. You have to spray kicker on it, or you know, it takes it two or three or four minutes to dry, 
But when it gets to your fingers or your hands or whatever the surface is you're touching, it seems to dry almost instantaneously. And now my fingers, all five fingers, well, my thumbs, I wear, but all four fingers were glued together. And, and I'm, I literally look like Spider-Man or, you know, Aquaman or whatever with the web fingers because <laughs> I can't pull them apart and I can't move them. And I'm holding, you know, with one hand, I'm holding the, the, the glue and, oh my gosh, it was such a mess. And now anything I touch sticks to my, my whole hand. So I, I literally, good thing I wasn't like having a feather pillow fight or something. I'd look like a chicken, but <laughs> the, it was difficult. And, and, you know, you start to panic because you're like, oh my gosh, my fingers are glued. And trust me, trying to pull your fingers apart after you glued them together, eh, that ain't happening either because it hurts. <laughs> it's right. It, it'll basically rip the skin from one finger yeah, to the like next. Like, a, a metal, never done like licking before. a metal pole during, a, you know, an ice storm. Something you'll... Yeah, sticking your tongue to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to peel the skin. So luckily for me, uh, only because I've done this once or twice before, uh, they do sell a product. Uh, BSI has it, uh, Bob Smith Industries. It's called Debonder. It's your friend. Yes, it <laughs> is. And uh, so basically, I, I, I have it sitting on my desk. I immediately go over to my desk, and I walk to the, the bathroom, and I, I put the Debonder on my fingers. And it doesn't do it immediately. You have to kind of work it into the, you know, the crevices of your fingers. But eventually, it will all come off uh, or, or debond. It, will, it won't come off your hand, but it will debond the your fingers to where now your phalanges are actually wiggly and working. But so, uh, what, what's a guy to do who doesn't have any debonder, Mike? What, what, what else can you? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, good luck. Uh, go swimming, I guess, because no. you got some great strokes. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> no, no, I don't know. Don't Enter go, the Olympics don't... because you... <laughs> yeah, Michael Phelps doesn't have anything on you with you and your wet no. hand, right? <laughs> no, um... that's right. No, yeah. Glue the other one just like it, and then you'll be even better. You know, yeah. I'm a I'm a professional swimmer today because I got webbed hands. So to answer so. to answer to back up to answer a couple of your questions that you had, like you know, how come it wasn't bonding the material you were bonding? Once again, because you live in a very arid area, there's no moisture True. in the air. And CA is another glue that has a chemical reaction with, you know, the oxygen or the water molecules. And so that's why when it gets to your hand, your hand has water in it, you know, and that's why that stuff says, oh, look, water, I'll bond everything that has water. What are you saying? I got sweaty palms? Could be. (laughs) (laughs) I probably, (laughs) working on stuff makes me nervous. Exactly. So that's why I wasn't bonding to like, you know, like a piece of wood or the materials that you had, but ran down, touched your fingers and was having a heyday. Um, oh, so yeah. jumping in the pool, not, that's not going to help you. <laughs> it's just going to make it worse. No. So, um, you know, pouring hot water on your hand or any of those things. No, no, no. You're just, you're just helping the glue bond that much harder. If you happen to spill this upon yourself and you want to try to get rid of it, you can either use nail polish remover or if you have any acetone. Most guys have acetone or some sort of uh, paint thinner uh, at the house. Splash a little bit of that on your hands, and that will help uh, debond you. Uh, yeah, and hopefully you're not allergic to hopefully acetone. Hopefully not, and you're not near an open flame. So that's oh, that's the other thing to tell you. <laughs> you don't want to be smoking while you yeah, do this. Your wife has a bunch of candles around the house. Just yes. go outside and do that. That's, that's the other key. Go outside. <laughs> Stay away from anything nice <laughs> that you have in your house. Um, don't go near it this particular situation so you're saying my wife's kitchen sink is not the place to do this no, it's not. and i i was not there or witnessed anything happen in your, your wife's sink i 
can't use the SPSS. No. Well, I've learned that lesson the hard way. I don't do that anymore. But uh, yeah, I have a, a an actual utility sink uh, in the um, in the the laundry yep, it's room. It's all the way around in the laundry room. Who wants to walk all the way over there? <laughs> <laughs> I know when the kitchen sink is just right here. After I glue the table and the countertop, I can just hop the, the skip the away. Sink. I suppose you have to go all the way down there, open up the thing, walk in there. Eh. I, you know, I don't know what it is about women that, that think that we can work in these small, you know, confined spaces. I, I got to have some room. And that big island that I have in my kitchen, that, that's the best place. It is very convenient to lay all my stuff out. And, and it has plugs. Why she doesn't understand that? Things in all and around. It does. It around has it. plugs. It has for my soldering iron and my, you know, hot glue gun. And, and when you drop and, things uh, on whatever. it, you can see it. You can see where they go, like little screws and nuts. That's true. It's a perfect, it's yeah. a perfect working spot. It is a perfect working gets, spot. It's bad. She yells about going out in the garage. <laughs> you drop a because the garage, the, your man cave in the garage. Yeah, because you drop a screw out in your garage, you'll never find it. It's it's a perfect camouflage the way the floor is and everything. So yeah. Oh yeah, because I have an epoxy floor out there. Yeah. That's true. But uh, it, you know, working in the garage on both extremes, you know, for us, it has to be only a, during a certain time of the year. Because I'm not, I'm not going out there in the winter, in the summertime, and bake myself to death. Because it's like working in an oven. It's like 500 degrees in my garage, so I can't really store airplanes out there either. I do, but eh, you know, the bad news is when I bring them in in the wintertime or when I want to go fly them, I have to check every glue joint because you never know if it just cooked off. The oh, glue that's right. Uh, last, one of the last times I was down there, I grabbed something that was in a box just to check it out, and I was like, yep. it just kind of fell apart in my hands. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, uh, that's it was that GWS, uh, that old G- GWS F15 that you had, and we had to take, we had, oh, the foam. Yeah, we had to pull it apart, and I go, you know, and it was yeah. a boxy together, and so I was trying to work to get it apart, and just kind of, <laughs> just pulled right, right to pieces, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was way easier than I Yeah, that's, that's from being in the Phoenix oven for a couple of years, you know, throw it out there, so. Now some of the bigger airplanes, the balsa wood airplanes, they they usually don't have it too big of a problem. But the foam ones or the, you know, like you were talking about the the um, welder's glue, and and I really like uh, welder's glue. I have several tubes of yeah, it. You know, and it's one of those things that you used to be able to used to be able to go to the store and order and and just buy it off the shelf. But I think you have to order it. I haven't really found it on the shelves too much. Yeah, anymore. you used to be able to get it at Home Depot. Yeah, and I actually I've tried Ace uh, Hardware and couple other places but now you actually have to order it and i ordered in a two pack and sometimes it comes in a four you know because you get a better shipping deal so i have like four tubes of that stuff and it's not like you need a whole lot so i still have a lot of it i haven't really switched over the quick grips stuff yet but one of the things i like to do for my uh with the welder's glue is that welder's glue has a great reaction to blender tape and the blender tape you know, is is the is that medical tape that you use for you know, cuts and stuff, and, and you can order that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I keep it around. If I'm not gluing myself, I'm cutting myself, then I have both. Now, so now you've you've had to do that out the field, I think, a couple of times. Uh, I did at the field, and I, actually, I did it here at the house too. But uh, uh, yeah, totally different story. We had a guy that uh, you know cut his finger, and and he was bleeding everywhere because his prop hit his finger, and he needed to go to urgent care, and. He was trying to hold his finger together. And I laughed and I said, does anybody here have any blender? Well, of course I had some, everybody had some, they all whipped this blender out. Like everybody's like, "Waha, here it is. So I took this blender and wrapped it around his finger and you know, it kind of stopped the bleeding for a little bit. And 
he was able to get to uh, to the urgent care and get I think six or nine stitches or something. So uh, it worked. But but back, you know the the Blenderm itself I use for um, for hinges. So like my EPP park fly airplanes, I put the hinges together, and then I'll run a, a strip of Blenderm across the hinge. So it may you know so the airplane actually comes with an EPP hinge. But I'll put the Blenderm across the hinge, and then I'll take this uh, welder's glue, and I'll just put it over top of the Blenderm, rub my finger, uh, you know, kind of making it like a paint, like I'm, you know, actually painting the, the top of the, the Blenderm, and it'll actually melt the Blenderm into the EPP. And what that does is when I'm doing 3D stuff, and I'm real low to the ground, and I cartwheel my airplane, you know, uh, or tail touch it, and it kind of falls over, it doesn't rip the control surfaces. Uh, that acts as a stopgap for uh, for tearing the uh, the EPP. So, and if you really want a strong one, you put uh, e you put the Gorilla Glue down, and then put the Blenderm, and then put Gorilla Glue on top of that, and, and it will triple bond it to uh, to the EPP. It works fabulous. Uh, I have it almost every on my ailerons and the rudders and the, the elevator. I also do it on my gear, like if I have you know, EPP gear. You can put it on there if you're, you know, like some of the weak points. Uh, any place your airplane's going to tear, and, and trust me, there's, if you're hard on it as I am, and, you know, you're knife edging an inch above the ground and grab a, a weed or something that's, <laughs> or sprinkler head, that's my, <laughs> typically I'm grabbing deficit, a sprinkler yeah. head. Yes, uh, I've lost more than one airplane to a sprinkler head. Uh, but anyway, if, you know, if you grab it and it, it pulls on that EPP, it won't tear. Now one thing, but that's one of my favorites. You say one thing that uh, folks need to remember, um, and we talked about it a little bit in our first uh, podcast, is EPP. You know, to, it's a wonder foam. It's it's absolutely wonderful. You know, it's super resilient, and uh, you know, it's great for crashes. You know, you can use any kind of glue with it. But there's one problem with it, and that is nothing likes to stick to it. It's so wonderful that nothing will stick. So normally where you could put tape or just regular packing tape on something and you could, you know, do some simple repairs and make it stick, it won't stick to that stuff. Certain paints won't stick to it. You want to paint your model, you know, that doesn't like to stick to it. So you have to prep the surface. And like with most foams or materials, you just lightly sandpaper the stuff and then, you know, it gives it a little more surface area and then you can get more grip to it. But, um, um, with this stuff, it chemically is inert. You know, nothing wants to stick to it. It doesn't want to bond with it. And that's where, in order to get something, like if you wanted to put like a little bit of tape to something or use that blender room, which does stick to it a little bit, um, in order to get to get it to stick well, you actually have to put something on the EPP. So you can use CA glue. You know, you can put a, like a thin layer of CA glue and, you know, and spread it around and then things will stick to the CA glue. Like Mike was saying, you could use that welder's glue. Welder's glue or contact cement sticks to EPP. The quick grip that I have sticks sticks to it well, but the welder's glue is foam the, tag. The foam tag foam tag stick, stick to it. Um, even uh, as we've been finding out, what works really well is that minwax, and the minwax is um, it's not really a glue. Like you said, it's it's for putting on floors. Uh, what do you want to call that stuff? It's a. It's, po uh, it's polyacrylic. Polyacrylic, um, yeah, coating, you know, yeah, for paint. Yeah. But in, in essence, for our use, it's like a um, a primer. It's 
it's almost like primer. You, you could put it, you could put that on top of, you know, like you could paint your plane with that, and then you can paint it with any other spray paint you want, and it'll stick. It'll stick to the, to the minwax, and the minwax sticks. Yeah, because because uh, foam foam won't, foam doesn't react very well to enamel paint. You have to use uh, water based uh, type paints if you're going to paint foam. But if you use the minwax and you let it dry, um, it, it will actually take an enamel paint. It won't it won't eat your foam. And I've seen guys do that. They'll take a rattle can of enamel, uh, whatever that stuff is that you can just buy right off the shelf, and they'll spray right on their foam and just watch it deteriorate right before their eyes. And it's not you can't stop it because it's a chemical reaction. And I, I, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think it's the paint itself. I think it's actually uh, the aerosol that's in there, propellant. Um, but uh, you know, another another way to do this, and I I know this is probably not in the glue. Um, section but uh that really thin fabric tape a uh, fiber tape i think they call it fiber tape it's it's what you use for drywall oh yeah it's the real uh, thin stuff yeah i can't it's a uh, uh, mesh fiber fi- fiber, fiber, mesh, fiber yeah mesh. mesh that's what it is yeah but it's uh you know that stuff it's got if you buy the ultra thin stuff uh and you can put that on a foam and if you use the minwax on that it works very similar to the um to the epoxy you know, to making it fiberglass. Instead of using fiberglass, actual fiberglass uh, cloth, you can use that. Uh, when I built that bat wing, that's what I used on the bottom of the foam. I just put all that Fabri-Tac on there. It sticks. It's got a little tackiness to it. I laid it all out. You can cut it with a pair of scissors. You take Minwax. You put the Minwax over it. And you can take Beacon glue. The Beacon uh, uh, foam tack stuff works fantastic. Uh, it works almost as good, or if not better, than the Minwax. But it's kind of expensive. The Minwax is not near as expensive as the Beacon stuff. So that's that's pretty pretty hefty. But uh, but you can, yeah, you can just put it out there, and it does a great job. Anything if you're landing, you know, for us out here, we land a lot of dirt, you know, so it scratches up the bottom of the foams or you know whatever the plastics, and you can put that stuff on there, and it it definitely gives you a lot better uh, contact when you drag it across the grass or the not so much grass <laughs> we, have a, we have a little grass out of the park but uh well, it depends on the time kind of thin right. yes yeah when it's in the winter time and they're actually watering it it's really thick but uh during the summertime it has a tendency to get a little thin and the rocks uh kind of eat your foam up but <laughs> we don't have we don't have such uh the snow and everything you guys have up there yeah and grass you know we, during the summer, grass. we have a lot of grass so true well i think you got the uh, astroturf up there too right yes yes feels like that's i actually like flying off astroturf it's kind of a it doesn't hurt your airplane as much as cement but at the same time it gives you the same uh, effect that a cement would because it's so short um, you know like if you had a airplane with wheels on it it doesn't get drag down in the in the grass so it works very similar to a cement runway well um so do the i'm sure all the you know high schools or middle schools and stuff their tracks and stuff use all astroturf fields where you live and they do the same thing up here but for different reasons you know for you it's of course you know the cost of watering the grass and once again it gets so hot you know during true summer to use it where for us during the time that people want to use the fields it's just by the time you the grass grows 
well, it's the end of the season by the time, you know, fall sports start up. And so, you know, you get grass for like two weeks and then it's snow and on it's top snow, of the grass. Literally. literally. <laughs> so they come through with a snow plow and blow off all the snow so they can play. So. Well, is there any other any other type of glue that you've run into that uh, you really like using? We've kind of touched on uh, a lot of them. I, I would say, like, a, uh, the Quick Grip, once again, is one of the ones I really like. Once again, uh, I can't say enough about Gorilla Glue. And, and, of course, we didn't talk about there's two types of Gorilla Glues for a lot of the beginners out there. There's a yellow Gorilla Glue, and there's a white Gorilla Glue. They're both good, but have to know what you want to use it for. Now, the yellow, the, the, the big things about the yellow Gorilla, Gorilla Glue are, it foams like nobody's business. If you have wide gaps that you want to fill with that stuff, use the yellow stuff. You might st- That's actually brown in the container, but it, it dries yep, yellow, yes, but it's, it's brown. Use Mike's technique with the water, and you will have, like, a pile of foam. So it's great. It's great for <laughs> filling, like... Once again, if you're building something or you're trying to fill in the gaps for something, yellow stuff works wonderful. Works wonderful. But the downfall of it is it takes almost 24 hours for all of it to dry. So if you're doing a repair, just tape it up, put it in the corner, come back and check it out the next day. The white Gorilla Glue, this is where it's more superior. It doesn't foam up nearly as much as the, the brown stuff does. I'd say, what? About a quarter, maybe a half. Yeah, probably half, so. Add a lot of water, but usually yeah. about a quarter stuff expands. But it's pretty much done after what a half an hour. It. Uh, yeah. You actually, so it depends on how much water you add to, but you can get it done. I, I've seen it cure much faster, but I'm in a little bit hotter temperatures. But yeah. Right. But within a half an hour, you you can go back to flying with this stuff. Oh, easy. Yeah, sure. easy. Now, the nice part is it dries white. So most foam planes are white, so it works out perfectly. It's hard to sand, though. It can be a little hard. You have to be careful because it seems that the glue is a little tougher than the foam is. So if you're being you know, overzealous, you have, you'll have a raised portion of the glue, and you'll have very little foam. So I, you, know, you, have to, right. you have to be a little careful with that. Yeah. But uh, I would have to say those. I, I would have to say those two. I can't really think of another new glue that um, that I've used that um, that I like a lot. You know, like I said, the big thing with glues. Once again, I know you hate me saying this, is that experiment with stuff. Find some stuff and experiment with it. I've heard of guys using like liquid nails. Like we were just talking about how it comes in that uh, right. these the tube. big long tubes. I've heard of guys doing construction with that. Um, I haven't, but I've heard of people. Like I said, even though we're not big hot glue users, I know that's it's it's really big, and I know that once again, not all all the sticks are the same, so different sticks. Yeah, have- there's actually you got to make sure you look at it because one stick is for a, like a super hot, it's got a high melting point, and the other one has a low melting point. Right. And uh, living here, the low melting point is usually the stuff that uh, you know, can bite you in the in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not like I haven't learned the hard way, I guess. Um, um, actually, the 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 uh, the yellow gorilla or the brown gorilla glue works really really well. I ha- I had a balsa wood airplane that had some really weak gear on it. The gear just kind of pushed inside it, and it had like two screws, 
and uh, it just was it, it just the weight of the airplane with it sitting on the gear. You could see the gear was not not really put together as as good as it could have been. I think they've since changed the design on it, but I actually um, could see where it was stressing out some of the wood underneath. I think I think your your Beaver uh, that you have had a similar problem where they were the gear was just far enough apart that it put stress on the on the corners. And uh, oh, so yeah. what I did is yeah. I took I, I took that glue and I just I, I leveled the whole model and then I just took that glue and just you know put it in the little in the little tray where the where the gear was and uh, I let it sit for 24 hours and it uh, it made like a brick inside there but it didn't it didn't add any weight to the airplane so it foamed up gave it a lot of strength you know it kind of covered all of the balsa wood and uh, you know, it, it foams together and makes, um, you know, kind of like a little. Yeah. Little and, little and that's another big everything. thing to remember folks. Um, as opposed to epoxy, when you mix a half ounce of epoxy together at the end, after it gets done curing, you have a half ounce of epoxy or less because <laughs> it, it, it does, you know, it, it's not, it's going to be exactly half or a little less when it dries. Cause it's got some moisture in it too. It, it has a little bit, but nothing like yeah. the, uh, Gorilla glues or like the Minwax. The great part about Minwax is, even though it's not a glue, but when you use it, you paint. You can paint it on as thick as you want, and most of it evaporates because it's water. Right. You know? So you're not really adding that much weight when you look at it. But uh, Gorilla glue you don't really use that much for like quick grip or for the uh, welders. You know, so you're just using a little bit. So, but if you're using a lot of the uh, Gorilla glue, you don't have to worry about it. It's not like it's going to add tons and tons of weight because all the water evaporates out of it. That's true, but it does expand. So be careful. I, I would experiment <laughs> by just, you know, just put a little bit on there and let it sit oh, uh, gosh. and see, cause you can, you can go overboard on that stuff. It's not like Elmer's glue where you put it on there and it just kind of stays. Right. Now remember, so remember I've, I've had it, I've had it coming you, out of every more is more. He has the same thing with the gorilla glue. You know, I told him, hey, just put a drop, you know, put a drop or two in here and da 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 da. And he'd, he'd put a drop or two and he goes, yeah, I, I put a drop or two into that, into the hole. And I just said, well, that doesn't even fill up the hole. And so I filled up the hole and I put tape on it, like you said. And then the next day, I had this, he showed me a picture of like this glue monster that just oozed out and just oozed across this counter, down onto the floor, on, you know, up the wall. It, it was just hilarious. I'm, so I'm not the other. I'm not the other one that's gluing furniture you know, together. Oh, my buddy, he yeah, more is more, and I keep telling him, do do what you think is that won't work, and then stop. <laughs> so, so that's a good question too. Um, and and I know I just was interested in what what your thoughts were, but uh, let's say that you did put a lot of glue there, and the glue does kind of run into it, it's like liquid. It takes the least path resistance. So yes, uh, in in an EPP style foam airplane, it will it will penetrate all the open cell uh, part of the EPP and it'll start creating these little stalactites or stalagmites or whatever. And so you'll get these little, you know, tall, bubbly looking things that are now hard as concrete. So we talked about the sanding portion of it. The, the Gorilla Glue doesn't sand very well. So how do you get those? What do you do to, to, to kind of level those out? Okay, how, how do so you let's say we them? have like a couple of stalactites or stalagmites that are hanging there. And um, the first thing I would say is um, grab your uh, clippers or a pair of scissors or 
some type of shearing type tool and shear off as much as you can, right? The, as close to the body as you can. And then um, the next thing I would say to do is you get a razor blade, a brand new sharp, super sharp razor blade, and you shave, then you shave it off. Like I said, you could sand it, but sanding sometimes doesn't work that well, you know, depending on the hardness of the foam, all that kind of stuff. So I, I would just say take a take a razor or X-Acto knife and just shave. Sit there and just take your time and just shave it down until it's as level as you can get it. And then, So you're suggesting that I don't use my radial arm saw to take those off? <laughs> I would say no, but nobody out there is going to do it. So, hey. You said to experiment, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I, so I did. <laughs> Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Uh, Let me see pictures. When I wonder why my airplane I know the viewers would like half. to see some pictures. We could probably find a board. We could put that up, we could put that up so people can. I'm sure. But, yeah, uh, get out my radial arm saw and cut <laughs> off these little slagmines. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you have to get down and you have to actually just shave it, shave that stuff off, um, since it doesn't sand as nicely as uh, other other things or like epoxy. Yeah, I actually have a pair of uh, their their snippers for like like a um, electron like electron uh, electrician snippers. Right, right, yeah. For, for, yeah, so they're they're really short, but they have like a little uh, scoop to them, and you can just kind of stick it in there. And then uh, they're 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 pretty easy. I, I found a pair for a couple bucks, and you know you're not gonna they're, they're pretty sharp until you cut a bunch of those off, and then they're not gonna be sharp anymore. So I don't spend you know hundreds. I don't I don't get out go out on my toolbox and grab the the snap on style. I just buy something you know, Harbor Freight or whatever, and then they they clip off really well, and you can kind of dig down in there and snip them and. And, uh, and then you can also put painter's tape over the top of it. Uh, sometimes that'll help. Uh, they won't grow so tall. They'll grow flat. Um, but uh, it, it just depends on how much tape, I mean, how much glue you use. If you use too much glue, it'll just raise the painter's tape because the painter's tape doesn't really right. Or or, either. or the glue won't dry. It'll form, it'll actually, or it won't dry. It'll form yeah. a perfect seal and no air can yeah. get to it. And you have to let it sit there for maybe two days. <laughs> honestly but well, sometimes that's easy for me i'm gone for two oh days. that's true or, or, so. or people they'll go oh it's all done and they'll peel the tape off and then they'll come back the next morning and then they have the slag tights running down their plank not realizing that the glue that's underneath it's like a scab the glue that's underneath it right starts right. expanding because now it's exposed to air and starts expanding and it starts coming out of all sorts of weird places so yeah i i normally just kind of keep an eye on this stuff if i'm if i'm doing the gorilla glue i'll uh I'll put it in there, maybe not put the tape on it right away, but let it start expanding. And then once it starts getting a little bit above the, uh, yeah, then put the, the surface, right. I'll just take my finger and oh, you can, kind of put a little you can do that. wet my finger and then just run my finger down there and, uh, do that as well. and it'll level it all out. Then I'll put the tape on it and it should do all right. But now I have Gorilla Glue on my fingers. So I, I have, I have, I will tell you that uh, the Gorilla Glue Washing it off with water is not advisable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now my fingers are like they're so sticky. It's like you're back to your honey bun statement. I mean, I it's like I stuck my hand in a bunch of honey and and it sticks to everything. And so uh, if if you do do that, I will tell you that the best way to get that off is just to use rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol is your friend. Yeah, I I have a set uh, underneath the sink where uh, where I you know do all my work and it. Pretty much it'll come out, and I, I put it on a shop rag and wipe my hands off, and most of it will come off. And, and and that'll work as well on your model, too. But you don't want to 
you don't want to spill the, the rubbing alcohol in the in the part where you're gluing because that that doesn't that doesn't work either. Exactly. Now, also, folks, defeats uh, the purpose. There's two different types of rubbing alcohol when you go to the store. The, the normal, I mean, the normal stuff is normally like seventy thirty. I think it's seventy thirty, and and I think I I can't remember if it's seventy thirty is talking about the alcohol to water ratio. I think I think that's what that means. Um, yeah. And that stuff works, yeah, okay. The stuff that you want is the 90% alcohol. So you may have to look, move a couple of bottles around, but you'll see it in there and it'll say it's a 90%, yeah, 90% alcohol. And that's what you yeah. That stuff works awesome. Except, except when you pour it on your hands and wipe your eyeballs. Don't do that. because that, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, make sure too. that you don't have any cuts because you will know about it. Oh, yes. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. So working with that hobby knife and you pricked your finger once or twice or sliced your finger, yeah, you put that alcohol after you're working with the uh, Gorilla Glue, you'll know about it. So will your neighbors. <laughs> exactly. But you don't have to worry about infection. You don't have to worry about that. That's the good part about it. No, that's true. I haven't read many. And uh, if I did cut myself, I got my Blenderm to, to, to help me. And my CA glue. CA glue. Like, like I said, I haven't heard much of people getting poisoned or uh, you know dying from infections from those type of things just because of what we use. So that's the nice part. <laughs> well, at least we haven't heard about it. You know, you can email us at uh, the, the park flyer at gmail.com and tell us all about your cousin that uh, died from some infection. <laughs> your uncle Lou. <laughs> yeah. Your uncle, my uncle Lou died from gorilla glue poisoning. Well, I, I didn't know he drank this stuff. I mean, I was like, <clears throat> that'd be pretty sick though. Can you imagine if somebody drank, drank gorilla glue? That, that'd be like, he couldn't drink too much. It, he'd get full. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Right. Your dentist wouldn't like it either, though, because you oh glue all your teeth shut. Maybe a good diet plan, though. Would be. Never know. Yeah. You wouldn't have to pay for that expensive surgery to get your, your, your stomach <laughs> cut in pieces. Yeah, just well, yeah who cares about the lap band? Just just take some Gorilla Glue, sir. Right. It'll be fine. It'll foam up in your stomach. And make you know you can only you only digest this much. Gorilla <laughs> uh, Glue. We interrupt this program for a special service announcement. Despite what these two idiots are suggesting, the Park Fire podcast staff does not endorse the drinking of any Gorilla Glue for a diet plan or any other reason. We now return to our regularly scheduled broadcast, already in progress. We are so wrong. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, we've talked about uh, Gorilla Glue and Quick Grip and CA Glue. I, th- I think we've covered pretty much all the glues. Welder's Glue. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about was JB Weld. Um, it doesn't really work on foam. <laughs> I guess it's the best way to say it. JB Weld is more for uh, your metal landing gears and maybe some motor mounts. That right, kind of yeah. Thing. But, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would say for, once again, talking about, uh, you know, as my daughter likes to say, the sad times, meaning any time before, uh, like 10 years ago. <laughs> the sad right. times. You know, well, Dad, and you're, during the sad times, I'm sure they had to do Uh, but um is she is she saying you're old is that what she said that's what she's saying so back to saying it in a nice way in a nice way yeah so basically when when models were more uh like you said stick uh wood and um metal was the main construction materials jb well worked really well for that stuff but nowadays with like i said mostly foams um there's really not a place for it as much now you can still use it i i have very little experience using it i'm able to make do with with all the other things that we talked about 
but um, I know for some of the older guys, like in my club, they they talk about using it all the time. Yeah, I don't even know if you can find some of that anymore. I, I think Ace yeah. Ace Hardware may carry, but I, I know some of the the box stores, the home box stores, don't carry it. So, folks, um, if you have any glues that that you like to use, then please write to us and let us know. We'll we're definitely we'll, we'll come on air and we'll talk about um, any hints or uh, tricks that you know or things that you products that you find that you like to use. Then please write into us and let us know, and we'll. Put your name out in the air and let everybody know of the great things that you find out. One of the great things about this hobby is there's no right answer and everybody can contribute. So please find something that, that you found that works. Let us know. Yeah, I can increase the uh, the box that I have full of foam glued parts that are, <laughs> don't really fit anything. I give it a try. I'm always willing to, to glue two things together as long as it doesn't glue me, glue me to together as well. Well, Jay, I appreciate you uh, participating again tonight. We uh, we thank you guys for uh, listening to the Park Flyer podcast. Uh, hope you had some uh, good uh, instruction on uh, the type of clues that are out there. And once again, if you have any questions, give us uh, a holler at uh, the Park Flyer at gmail.com. Help us out. So uh, we appreciate it. And I uh, hope you guys have a good night. We'll see you on episode, the next episode. Park Park Podcast. Signing off. I'm Michael. I'm Jay. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please feel free to email your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. This program is brought to you in part by Knife Edge Software makers of real flight spectrum radios amazon hobby king value hobby lemon receivers and anyone else that will take these morons visa mastercard or paypal